Welcome to Gin and Topics Tasting Room. I'm swapping Anya for Emma, our resident gin expert, the little monkey. And she's going to tell us about the gin that we drank this week, what we should have tasted, and what we could do with the rest of the bottle. So pour a glass and join us in a little gin tasting. So we're carrying on up the country, Emma. Ooh, where are we going? We are going north still. We're going up to Edinburgh. Oh, fun. I love Edinburgh. So we are going up to drink a Lind and Lime gin. Ah, uh, what a bottle. I know, isn't it? What it's a bottle. I remember when this launched and my goodness, it definitely caught the attention of the entire gin world. Everyone, oh, shiny. Just for the bottle? Well, yeah. well, that's what we had to go on to begin with. Thankfully, the liquid inside very much lives up to the packaging. So we are good on both counts. And tell us about it then. Um, it's quite classic. So um, you've got loads and loads of juniper at its core. You've got citrus. Obviously, it is lind and lime. Um, I mean, lime's a bit of a nutter when it comes to citrus it's super powerful it's super punchy mm, so it is a bit mm. difficult to control uh but they have managed to capture kind of that brightness that freshness of the lime without it overpowering the rest of the recipe so you know hats off yeah. to them to that um, and i well i love the the label that says provisioned with lime <laughs> Yeah, so they actually, um, they macerate the first six botanicals. So it's quite a simple gin, only seven botanicals in there. Uh, But they take the first six and they macerate those overnight with the neutral spirit. And then they add the peel of fresh lime in the morning. So they just take the peels from the lime. Uh, They use the juice for cocktails and things like that. But um, yeah, those six botanicals, they just leave to kind of get to know each other. Um, overnight, and then yeah, the lime added at the last minute. So and before so they turn it on. And so, what are the botanicals that we've got? Are they the usual suspects? So you've got juniper, hooray! Um, you've got you've got a bit of spice from uh, pink peppercorn. I think there's a touch of cardamom in there. Um, I couldn't find the full lineup, um, so I don't know whether that's something they keep under their hats or just don't make special completely. recipe. Yeah, I, rec- <laughs> I reckon there's a bit of cardamom in there though. Um, yeah. But yeah, they focus on kind of juniper, pink peppercorns and lime as the three things that kind of give balance to the recipe. Um, I imagine there's probably some sort of root, angelica root maybe um, in there just to kind of give the long finish. Um, And there's usually some uh, coriander seeds, but now I'm Mm -hmm. just speculating and just naming botanicals. Just making it up, making it up. And (laughs) and they'll be sitting there going, ha ha ha, she is not close to our secret recipe. We are safe. (laughs) Uh, now, I don't normally like pink peppercorns mm. and I can sniff them a mile off when they're in a gin and I'm like, ugh, yuck, don't like them. But I do like this. I think maybe there's the balance between the peppercorns and the lime that makes the peppercorns not so offensive. Yeah, and I think um, everybody has sensitivities. Mine is definitely cardamom, but I like this gin. I like Plymouth gin, which also has cardamom in it. If you treat your botanicals well and you're you're getting them to play with the others in a rounded, kind of well-built recipe, yeah. and then, you know, it works. And I think it's 
it's that balance that they've achieved and they've taken real care with each of the botanicals and what what they're adding to the recipe and they haven't added too much or too little as i said limes total nutter and they've managed to extract from fresh lime peels a really beautiful um kind of top citrus fresh note which is uh, really nice is anyone else brave enough to use lime then or are they the only limey gin in the market no there's a few out there um i think these guys use fresh peels which is quite unusual i think most people use dried um because the benefit from that obviously is you can you can store it better once it's been dried mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and especially if you're making big batches of gin that is very helpful or you want consistency throughout the year um but I guess you don't get the sort of benefits of the scurvy benefits of uh, <laughs> dried lime as much as fresh lime. I'm not quite sure. I guess there mustn't be mu- as much vitamin C in them. Well, so first of all, as a pharmacologist, I could not possibly say that health benefits from a fruit translate into something that's been distilled. Uh, <laughs> and where the vitamin C even comes across in, um, in distillation. But oh, so this isn't one of my five a day. It would be if you put the lime in there, put some tonic in, squeeze the lime. But only if I ate the lime or squeeze yeah, the lime in. I yeah. think so, unfortunately. not going to do that. I'm not going to ruin it. <laughs> I mean, drying a peel isn't a bad thing. All it does is take the water out and concentrates the oils. Um, But you do, I think, I've tried gins that are made with fresh peels and dried peels, and there is a difference. I think you end up with a a brighter note sometimes, Uh, whereas if you're using the dried peels, you might need to use a bit more coriander seed, especially with lemon, to kind of buoy up those those brighter brighter notes. I mean, speaking of scurvy, um, just down the road from these guys uh, was where Rose's Lime Cordial was invented as a way to preserve the limes so which yeah I see because of course the reason why we were drinking it is because the Lind in the Lind and Lime name was after Dr Lind who conducted the first ever clinical trial related to scurvy yeah so whether there's he then had the connection with the Lime Cordial so I think, yeah, he, he noted that the scurvy patients showed good signs if they'd, you know, eaten, eaten the citrus fruit. And then yeah. limes became a thing. They used to preserve them in alcohol, but then the, the li- Rose's Lime Cordial guys came along and they preserved with sugar rather than alcohol. Right. Um, and they used to sell it to all the sailors. They did really good trade, but actually everybody on land quite liked it as well. So um, yeah. yeah, I love it. And that's both in Leith, so super local as well, which is lovely. Super. Okay, so if we were going to benefit from both of those local tipples in one, um, what would we use that lime cordial with this Linden Lime Gym? What are we going to create? We don't need to create. It's called a gimlet. It is a classic. It was Navy. Oh, it's just so obvious. <laughs> it used to be Navy Strength Gin. Um, and you mixed your Navy Strength Gin ration that the officers got with the Rose's Lime Cordial. Uh, one to one, super easy, and that becomes oh. your gimlet. So I would say with this one, it's not navy strength; it's forty four percent ABV. So I wouldn't make a one to one because your gin okay. isn't going to be quite as punchy. So you'll end up with something a little bit syrupy sweet. Um, yeah. But yeah, maybe do forty mils of of gin and twenty five mils of lime cordial. Yeah. Give it a stir. Yeah. Super easy, delicious. Well, and my my motto is always that you can add, but you can't take away. <laughs> Well, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, just add a bit, see what it tastes like, add a bit more if it's not too sweet. Exactly. I like that. And oh, I haven't got any here with me, otherwise I would do that right now. Well, interesting as well, I think Rose's Lime Cordial still have the um, the Queen's approval or whatever, is the uh, 
that she gives them. So they supply to the Queen. So they get the first dibs on the limes that come into the UK. So oh. they see them and go, yeah, we'll have those ones. And everybody else can have the rest. All you common folk. <laughs> exactly. You can be done with our cast-offs of lime. Like it. Well, <laughs> I've enjoyed lime. I've enjoyed being up north. Next week, I'm taking you out of the country. Oh, we don't have holiday. That's all I'm going to tell you. Oh, I'm excited already. <laughs> Pack your swimmies. <laughs> See you then. See you next week. So there you go. That was this week's gin. And if you haven't listened to the topic that we paired with the gin, then why don't you do that now with the rest of your glass? And if you want to share what you're pairing your gin with and what you're going to do with the rest of your bottle, then join us on social media at Topic Gin. And of course, listen again next week for another topic. Quite a few more gins. See you then. Cheers. Cheers.